I should say that today's episode is brought to us by Blood Origins because Robbie is the one who connected Anna V and I together. And I'm so excited to have this conversation and for you guys to listen in as we talk about what connection is like and what being real to your passions feels like and finding rest in that. So join in and we hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us today for an episode of Her Wild Outdoors. And I am so excited to have a fellow Southern girl, Anna V, join me today. And Anna, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to somebody that sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) It makes a difference. And I promise you, my Southern accent is going to come out more in this podcast (laughs) than any of the other. Probably mine too. Yeah. It's so true. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm I'm thrilled to be able to talk to you and and kind of touch on some of the ways that we've been connected and 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 go from there. But I, I kind of want do what? I buy your place a million times. Like every single time I leave home, I probably drive right past you. Oh my god. You know, like I have to go 75 up to um, Nashville and then I hit 24. Yeah. Yep. One way or another, you know, so. Yeah, we're, we used to be, my husband's from Chattanooga, so we used to be in Chattanooga all the time, and Mon Eagle, you know, that, the big, huge hill, <laughs> it's not a Rocky <laughs> Mountain by any means, but um, we've spent a lot of time, time on Mon Eagle hiking and, and hanging out. It's just so pretty over there, but um, we're not too far. We'll have to figure no, something out. Um, okay, give me, let's, I'm going to get this this part um because this is kind of how her wild outdoors started was hearing a background of how we all got started gives a relatability to each other right it it kind of gives us whether you started as a kid hunting or you started later in life there's some way that we can go hey that's me, or I was there, or we did that. And so give me just a little bit of background on you in the outdoors. Well, I was definitely raised in a hunting family, mm-hmm. um, white tail and turkey, and it was normal for everybody to go. I don't, I really don't remember a time that my grandfather went deer hunting without my grandmother. <laughs> I love that. And, <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, every single family event we ever had you know some type of shooting was involved and there was um some old school ruger 22 rifles with iron sights that yes have rotated around the family with you know just competitions and it all started because the family was at deer camp and i i wasn't either i wasn't born yet or i was still a really really small baby but Mm -hmm. my grandfather nailed up an apple with a 16 penny nail on the tree and he was just such a prankster all the time. It's never serious. And he just like taunted my granny, you know, let, let's see if you can hit the apple kind of thing. <laughs> and she broke the nail into the tree and the apple just fell on the ground. And so um, it's just been so funny because she's so poised and mm-hmm. she's from Connecticut. And you just wouldn't think that <laughs> she's related to all of us rednecks, the rest <laughs> of the family, my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to this day, you know, she's in her 80s and 
we are hoping to get some really good weather because she has not been bird hunting with me yet. Mm. She's always just been, you know, a white tail deer hunter. And so she's ready. She's like, I'm going to take taters 410 and we're going to go walking through the bird field. And so it's just super exciting to still have, um, that family tradition no because kidding. my grandfather passed a few years ago and you know things do change when the when your grandparents pass mm-hmm. and the family has changed a lot but my mm-hmm. relationship with her is still very close and so I'm still going to drag her drag her through more hunting fields until she doesn't want to go anymore good um, <laughs> I think that's what keeps us young right <laughs> yeah it did happen later in life and mm-hmm. um, a family friend had we were we all grew up like riding horses and doing that kind of thing and then I got into showing um as an adult and he was a big time roper and got out of roping for short hairs and I thought that was the craziest thing I I thought you get a dog and you take the dog with you like why would you give up your horse for a dog right so for a while I just thought he was nuts and so um when I was pregnant with Hallie Joe. I wasn't riding. And so I got a dog because one of his, one of my favorite dogs of his had a litter. And so it was just timing, you know, it was, it was more like heavens opened and the light shined down and I just needed to get this puppy. (laughs) Hey, anytime you smell that puppy breath, I don't care who you are. It's intoxicating. (laughs) It is hard to get away from it. Well, I just had no idea that this little cute puppy that, you know, I've watched him have you know, do this bird dogging thing for five or so years. And, um, and then this dog totally changed my life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, that one dog that I'm talking about is Mercy. And she just she was sitting down here with me, but she ditched me. And she's, <laughs> on the couch. but, um, so from there, I was actually at the moment that I got her, I was hosting ladies hunts and that's when I was doing all the pistol stuff. And, we were traveling this one lodge in Alabama. We just, we just couldn't get away from it. The the people there were so awesome. And the guys just gave us a run of the place. And we were the first women's group that they had ever hosted. So we just had like a really special bond with them and um, just kept going back there. So we were doing turkey hunts and deer hunts over there. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm quitting everything. I'm going to sell out to this dog life because the older this dog got, the more fun it was. And mm-hmm. So that's really, I mean, it all happened by accident. I never, I never had aspirations of being in the outdoor industry because I was already in the outdoors. Right. I, like I never thought of making a career out of it. It literally just happened. And then I was traveling full time and, and thinking that it was like a hobby. And then I looked back two years after the fact, I'm like, holy smokes. What happened? <laughs> and, it, and it was more like, I just wanted girlfriends to go do the things that I love doing you know I mean it's the way it started so it makes a difference and and I say this because I didn't get into I guess the social media world of hunting until this year and I've been hunting for six years and I'm really grateful that hunting started before that you know what I mean there's an organic growth that I felt that I have matured through, uh, if that makes sense, without people watching. Um, yeah, that pressure, that, with, that pressure is horrible. And and I do know what you mean because 
when I first went on pro staff the first time, I didn't even know what that meant. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, heck yeah, I could sell a gun. I, I'd already loved that brand and I won a state title shooting that gun. Like I could sell them like hotcakes because I believed in it. Right. But for it to be, you know, a career and navigate the entire industry, I was clueless. And so, you know, I just, I guess I just, I went through that whole trying to figure out like, what does this look like? Cause it's not, it's not like there's a, um, a job description. No. <laughs> You know, which is why it's done wrong sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Living life and dragging kids around, you Mm -hmm. know, bird dogging at four o'clock in the morning, going to Alabama to run a a hunt tournament or something. You know, I mean, I had no idea what precious gift had been given to me at the same time. You know, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. It is because once you're in the spotlight – that pressure, it, I would say the pressure has been 50-50 for me. I would say the pressure has been um, an encouraging push that I've needed to step out of a comfort zone a little bit further than I was planning on doing it. Uh, but then there's the pres- the, the negative pressure of, um, I mean, I haven't had too many people be mean or hateful or spiteful or anything like that. But it's the pressure of, well, are you really a hunter? Like the questioning. Are you, are you really, are you trying to bring up Robbie? Yeah. It's perfect. Robbie, we love you. (laughs) But I, I love the fact that he has connected me to so many people because I get so lost in my world and in my little bubble. I mean, you know, I'm trying to do everything at once and, and I just don't believe that I can't. Right. So, you know, I just find, you know, where the, the there's a will, there's a way. And I just live that out. And so um, I kind of get lost within the industry because the bird dog world kind of seems to be a little separate, even mm-hmm. though it's still included. Uh, and and I don't really travel with a lot of women within that. Right. So um, this last season, I have made some great girlfriends. I'm just so grateful for, but it took me really branching out beyond the South to find them. So um, anyways, like just seeing your video with blood origins and, and how you post it. And the fact that you even had regrets of not putting yourself out there resonated with me so much because when you do it, you know, you're at one place, but Robbie inspires you to like dig so deep that there's so much growth between the person that you were when you recorded versus <laughs> the person that you are when it goes live. It's true. It's very true. It took me a while, like sitting back when he asked me to do the video. I said, okay, sure, I can do that. And I came up with all my reasons and I sat down and I made a list and organized it. And then I, I, crumpled it up and threw it away. And I thought, I just wrote down, like I said in the video, I just wrote down all the reasons I love hunting, not why I hunt. And I had to start fresh. I had to dig deep. And and I think that you can tell in the videos that he puts together that he challenges people to go deeper than they even thought possible. 
And I think that that's when you see transparency and integrity and honor in the hunt and and where everybody's coming from because he challenges you in that. Oh, yeah. And he just brings out the most genuine people yeah. in the industry. Like he connects people because they are like-minded and they, their hearts are mended. You know, there's no hype with him. And so I have, I, I mean, it was probably been one of the most impactful, uh, I guess, things that I've done on how I want to make sure that I am communicate, like communicate with other people and right. how like, people read my stories that I put on social medias because I, did, I, I posted for so long, not even realizing what it looked like from the outside in. Right. You know, so I held back a lot. And, um, and that was something else that recently happened where I learned I should share more of my experiences because my mistakes sure can help somebody get to where they wanted to go a lot faster. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's a reason for us to all make them um, along the way. And so get sitting down with him and me being in this bird dog world, you know, and I never was a big time like trophy hunter, anything like that. Like I would love to have the stories and the experiences, but now to do that and to put in the work and the time mm-hmm. that it would take to have that, success I'm not willing to give up that time with my dog right so it's like you know one season is a whole year of my dog's life so it's like a three-month season or whatever no like I'm not willing to do that so um I guess I guess that's just going to be on the bucket list for I don't know when (laughs) I mean I can't foresee me getting bored doing what I'm doing but we'll see I think I think that there's a you talked about you know, not putting yourself out there in the past as much as you feel like now you should. And I think that there's a fear behind that, not necessarily of acceptance, right? Not like, I don't care if you accept me or not. It's, uh, I care how I portray myself to others out there, whether they're non-hunters, anti-hunters or hunters. I, I care about the honesty that comes through, whether it's a poster, a video or a story or an article, whatever it is, I care that the words that are spoken are as transparent as possible. And that's a huge point because I get so busy doing, Mm -hmm. I forget that I'm supposed to be posting, you know, or like the whole day will go and I'm like, never even stopped to communicate what was going on. And so my video, which I haven't seen it, but Robbie's teaser video, (laughs) the first thing he asked me, we're sitting out in the field and we have been waiting. The weather was horrible and it was hot. And I mean, it was just, you know, you don't see that behind the scenes stuff of what's going on. right? So we have waited like literally probably five hours to get this job going. (laughs) And we get all serious, you know, and he's wanting to pet me up and dig deep. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to show the world your heart. You know how he is. Yes. And then he says, Anna V, are you a huntress? And I couldn't even keep a straight face. I was like, are you kidding? Like, how the world? Like, I, we have competitions. Like, I don't even, like, you can't fake this stuff. No. Like, I don't even 
know what you're talking about. And so like from there on, I was like, dang, now I got to get a grip and get back into blood origins mode because he just threw me off my rocker. <laughs> it was so hilarious. And, and, you know, during that time, it was when all the controversy was going on, which I'm so not aware of. I know. Um, Cause we but, get in know, our bubble and we just protect it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you've got to, you just crack me up. And so, you know, communicating in a way where we do seem informed, but yet we're still women. We're still goofy as I'll get out and we still don't take ourselves very serious, you know, but we still need to be respected. Right. Um, you know, it's huge because there are so many misguided people. And right now, especially with what we're dealing with, with society, mm-hmm. we only need real leaders. Yes. You know, people with integrity and credibility and, and mainly people that genuinely care. Right. So, yeah. And, and that was the whole thing. I was like, man, I got to do a better job of communicating because <laughs> you're always doing something, you know, and then at the end of the day, I'm like, man, we should talk about that. That would have been really good. Um, I meet so many women across the country too and hear their stories and, and want to share things because I'm always traveling by myself. You know, it's me and a truck full of dogs. And if I do have somebody with me, usually it is just Hallie Joe. And people think that's just unreal mm-hmm. that me, that I travel like this. And I'm like, there are tons of women that travel across the country by themselves for the outdoors, Yes, you know, like, but they, you know, we, it's just not, accepted or something now I don't I just don't I don't know but I think there's still a shock value right I think (laughs) I think there's still a wait what you can be a mom and uh and do this um and you're seeing more women in our community uh balancing it right you're seeing more I don't know I've got older kids and I didn't start hunting until after them but I don't Re, I can't really picture myself holding back because of them, because they're a part of it. And I, I do. I think that it shocks people, whether you are single, whether you are have a significant other or it, we as women have to travel in order to hunt with other women. That's just how it is. And Hi. it's it's either hunt by yourself or with a significant other or men in your community or travel to hunt with other women. I traveled over to West Tennessee, oh, in January to hunt, no, it was February, 1st February, uh, to hunt with a group of women duck. It was my first time duck hunting. And we we kind of chit-chatted before we started recording, but it was my first time shooting, moving, flying objects. <laughs> oh, that is super exciting. It was exciting. It was exciting to get out there, but it was also exciting to be a part of a group of women. And I've talked about it until I'm blue in the face. It's not that I feel like I need that group of women in order to be a better hunter. It's more along the lines of I do believe that men need their group of men to hang out because they are men and they can understand things that I can't. And it's the same with women. There are things that I can grow from being around other women in our community than I can from being around men. Will I ever not hunt with men? Heck no. 
I learn so much from being around hunters, not men and women, but hunters. And I learn it from each person differently. They have something that I can take with me and grow from, whether they're a man or a woman. So, yeah. And for uh, unfortunately, like I've had a female mentor um, in this bird dog in life, but there aren't many of you. No, there's not. There's not that many of us. But um, I mean, we are growing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but people just tend to stay in their lane. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and that was something else, too, is like the way that I was raised. I didn't think anything about the things that I was doing or that it was abnormal. Like it was normal to me and my family. And so, um, you know, sharing it and putting it out there to make a difference for other women to have that confidence to think that they weren't the only one. Right. It didn't really cross my mind that often. Mm-mm. And so it took traveling around and meeting other women and hearing their stories and their aspirations for me to be like, man, I've got to get it together. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I literally had a story last week. This, this is, this is a pretty funny one. So I was on the phone with a dog breeder that I've just recently started working with. He's down here in, in Georgia. And he said, well, I was talking to somebody else. So this is all hearsay, you know, and, um, and I told him that he would be working on my dogs or whatever. And then, you know, that one thing that all happens about the industry judgment, uh-huh. right? Yep. So <laughs> supposedly like what was said was this. And of course we can't quote, we no. can't quote this and I have no idea who said it, but mm-hmm. it is hysterical. So it was that, um, that, Somehow I got referred to as the pretty gal that sells hats. Uh-uh. And I was, well, I'm so glad that there was a compliment in that. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, that's really nice. And, um, and of course, like, I mean, it was hysterical to me because it's only like half true. Like as much as I'm over the moon excited about my collaboration with Greeley Hatworks and the fact that we have brought top notch hat quality to mm. our industry and, and the, the hat representation in our industry is something that is traditional right. and generational and something like it means a lot to me, but out of all the things that I do, it's <laughs> that was... the least <laughs> thing I put them, you know, the least amount of time in and, and uh-huh. that's what people think of me. And I was like, okay, I have epically failed at social media. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like my big story coming out is about, a lot about the 90,000 miles I drove in two years. Yeah. I didn't even have a hat line and I was bird dogging the whole time, you know? And it was like, well, nobody, like, I can't blame anybody but myself. You know, if they think I'm the hat lady, well, maybe they'll at least buy a hat. So, <laughs> but no, but yeah, there's so it, much more. That's like, it, and there is, but it, it brought that to my attention that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't do a lot of videos and, and, um, and I'm not sharing. So how many women are sitting there wishing that I would show them like how I really did it, yes. you know, and, you know, because they, they needed somebody to hold their hand, you know, they didn't have a dad like me that treated them like a son, you know? And so it, I just felt that responsibility to really up my game in communication because I wouldn't be hunting with all the boys if I was doing a better job communicating and women out in the field. Doesn't it kind of holds you accountable to that? It kind of holds you to, oh shoot, like wait, hold me. on. That <laughs> yes. I don't. It's it's 
if you look back over my turkey season this past year, it sucked. Like it was hard. I didn't get a bird. There were just a whole, it was my second season hunting and I was doing it alone. And there were so many things that I learned, but there were so many things that I learned that I hope that other people don't have to learn from. You know what I mean? By seeing. No, like they don't need to make the same mistake and we've already done it. Like people. Heck no. Yes. For their success. Yes. Yep. And I would. I learn from people listening to their stories on here and on other podcasts. And I go, okay, note to self, I'm writing that down in my notepad. Like, don't do that or do this so that this doesn't happen. Like, I'm constantly making mental notes and physical notes of, okay, that worked for so-and-so. This didn't work for so-and-so. I wonder which way it'll work for me. Or maybe I'm going to have to meld them together to make them work. But at least they're ideas, right? I'm not just starting at zero. Uh, and I think yeah, that there are a lot of women out there. Relying on information yes. that you don't. Yeah. Yes. And they rely on... They rely on the information, but they rely more on what comes of that information, the results of that information, not just, hey, use this gun because I represent this company. Use this gun because this is the result. This is the, I've been using it for so many years. This is the the positives that come from it. Or on, dadgummit, be honest. If you try out something, whether it's a gun or camo or a hat or whatever, and it doesn't work, be honest about it. Like, I want to know what doesn't work so that I don't waste my time and money on something that doesn't work just because you're getting paid for it. Well, isn't that a topic that would last forever with women in the gear? It's true. I, I get so many messages from men on like Instagram and it's like, can you recommend what I should buy for my wife so she'll go, you know, feel confident to go out and feel with me? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's all going to boil down to fit. And honestly, I just say, get her some chaps she likes and tell her to wear her favorite jeans and some yes. shoes that she feels like she can wear all day. You know, I mean, like it boils down to just comfort and not every woman is going to fit the bill of what we have to offer in the industry because... There's just not enough of us. No, there's not. And so, whenever yeah, I, and I that, that holds people back, it's like you don't like looking the part doesn't matter. Like no. your experience matters. So just get out there and figure out what works for you and just communicating that that that's literally how we all started. Right. We literally just decided to go, which I was kind of the blind leading the blind. But um, yeah, I just jumped into the deep end of the pool and was like. I just figured it out. I mean, I didn't read the rule book when I started doing hunt tests or anything like the mistakes that I've made. (laughs) I've done it for sure. And it has been so much fun, but I think, man, like I have come a long way in a short amount of time, but there's a lot of things that I wish I'd already done, you know, and so this year I'm having to regroup and change pace and, um, you know, change that schedule, but kind of looks like a rabbit trail, but all of my skills, I guess, have kind of built on each other Mm -hmm. to create a successful story. 
but I, I can't say that I didn't take a few detours along the way. No, but so you also weren't, on. you weren't, I just went for it. you weren't ever <laughs> bored, right? <laughs> no. No. no, never bored. No. And now with all of this situation that's going on, I'm wondering, well, I don't even know if I'll get Hallie Joe back to school. We've had so much fun just traveling with the dogs and stuff like that. I know. She maybe forget that. Yeah. It's my, I will tell you, it has been, for my family, it has been a way of us reconnecting and getting out of busy schedules and uh, getting out in nature more, not just hunting or fishing, but hiking and learning things about plants and learning things about, uh, hey, these boots don't work, mom. Well, we didn't know that they didn't work because- there was never yeah. a huge hike yeah. for them to right. have to use. So uh, I don't know. I think I've been asked that question too by gentlemen. Hey, how do I get my wife or my significant other or my daughter or whoever is in their life? How do I get them interested? Take them with you. Yeah. Just go just, and, and realize like, you know, mm-hmm. Can't they? They may not can hack a full day, you know. Like you yeah, might have to like tippy toe them in there. But exactly. Our life really hasn't changed that much at all, except for Hallie Jo just didn't go to school. She did school online, and yeah. now she's thinking, yeah. Now they I, think I, that I, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're coming into her um, age where she's finding the the dog world, yes. and we embrace the lab life and things where they like she really can be fully independent um, with some of her goals and so I don't know if I'll cross that bridge this year because I really wanted to get you know the kennel started and everything yeah. so I'm, I'm opening up a kennel full-time now um, double barrel gun dogs with my love of the double barrel and maybe I'll get that off and and find how what really works for me this next year and then let her just run full force with me because I honestly think I'd end up just being her chauffeur. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Setting the schedule for sure. But and it's so fun. I mean, my oldest showed horses and she's always been an amazing shot and keeps me on my toes. And she shot sporting clays for a while. And then she's always bird hunting with me, but she's going off to college. So she sold her horse last week and uh. she's going down She'll be in bird country. Yeah. Thinking, I should probably get my own dog. I could probably make a lot of money guiding through college. And I'm like, you know what? That is a great idea. It is a great idea. <laughs> you can be fully independent guiding through college for sure. That is a great idea. I it's It just goes to show you that the skills that you learn – in out in the field or in the woods or backcountry, wherever you are, those skills can be applied to wherever you are in whatever phase of life that you're in. Uh, whether you, I don't know, you can apply so many things, including determination, patience, uh, how you deal with frustration, how you move out of a situation that doesn't work into a situation that does work and how you respond to that. I, it just, you can apply it to everything. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I mean, I do have some amazing kids. Sometimes I get off on a tangent bragging about them. <laughs> but, I mean, they've just been, they've been so fun. Mm-hmm. They've just been absolutely so fun. And we've done all of this together with um, 
Quill Forever and Pheasants Forever. JC was on their their National Youth Leadership Council, and then they've been so gracious to include Hallie Joe on a lot of things, and you know, give her a place to feel like she's connected, even though she's so young. Right. And, um, you know, it was just so, such a special time. And, you know, now JC's going to go find her own way in the ag world. And I'm sure a lot of this is going to overlap for her like it does for me. But it's going to be her own story and her own path. You know? Right. Right. Now, and- Hallie Joe, Hallie Joe's like, I'm sticking with you, mom. Like, this is- <laughs> so that's great. But, you know, and I hope that she's there for a long time. Like, I hope that we can build something that is lasting and that, you know, there's been all these amazing surprises along the way, because like I said, when I first started, I didn't even realize the gift that I had been given. Right. And um, meeting all these people across the country, you know, I just, there's an article coming out in a great magazine that I was really wasn't aware of called The New Pioneer. I found it at Tractor Supply, but it's put together by Athlon Outdoors, which is a huge supporter of our industry. And, um, it's coming out in the next couple of months and it just, it was just uh, an eye opener to kind of like look back at the, the people that I've met and like having the conversations of having to go through that article. And so one of my goals was I wanted to start out on opening day, you know, and travel around to all the people that have been an influencer in my life and supported me and, you know, guided me. And, you know, those seasons with people, they don't last for forever. No, and so, yeah. you know, and just start opening day and come home when season closes and just spend an entire season with those people just full of gratitude. That's huge. I think that we hear, I think that you hear a lot, well, that person came in and out of my life. That person's not in my life anymore. That person grew beyond where I was or or stayed behind, but I think that being able to take the time and the moment to appreciate that relationship, whether they stick around or not, what what you grew from and learned from that relationship in such a short amount of time or over a long period of time, uh, if you don't take the time to appreciate that, then it's kind of lost, right? And oh, it would like forgetting those people and those experiences mm-hmm. would mean where I am today like wouldn't even matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love I like I love this the story of the journey. Like that's the reward. Yes, it is. So yeah, and, and it's so far from over. Like I'm just gonna trailblaze two new things this season and get back to um doing more of the hunt test. I had such a huge surprise success with running flushers last year. I mean, that wasn't a planned thing. I'm loving living in this hypocrisy. Um, (laughs) Such a joke for me being the short hair snob and then, you know, translating into the lab world. So easy. And and it wasn't planned. The best best things in life aren't planned. Yeah. And so like now I've got like these great relationships that I've built in Wisconsin and I just bounce back and forth there. And because I ran Winnie that first time when I got um, in that snowstorm up there and my ladies hunt got canceled, um, which I'm going to re I mean, we're going to try again this year. We're going (laughs) to gamble the dice with the weather. I'll be back in Wisconsin in November, hosting another ladies hunt. Good. Um, at, um, the blast wing shooting kennels. And so, um, 
I'll definitely post that. Like I'll, I'll definitely let you know about that one. Cause that is just such a fun place. But yeah, I mean, I, if it hadn't been for that blizzard and me being like, I'm not leaving here until I shoot something, you know, like, I, I drove way too far to sit here with this weather. It's true. And, you know, I'm not leaving. And so, um, yeah, it was just instant success. And now like, you know, after running Winnie through nationals, like I ran her that time in the, in March, we were in Kansas so, and we won the um, ladies national championship. I've got to start over with another dog, you mm. know, and it's not going to be that same nope. success story. You know, this could be a battling year where things just don't align or, you know, I mean, like you just don't know what is ahead, but it's going to be worth it in the end. Like, yeah. you know, I might. It might be a roller coaster. I might have some super highs and some super lows, which is probably the case. That's that's the norm. That is the norm. (laughs) It's 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 you people that have the first time success that were like, wait, hold on, what? (laughs) I know. Like I still relive that all the time. Like that really did happen. Um, But you know, I'm not going to leave my dogs out of it. You know, it's it's time for me to to spend the time with them, tighten Mm -hmm. them up, and get them out there because I have great dogs that have had a lot of hunting miles, but they, they haven't been able to embrace like this competition life and mercy turns six in July. And I'd love to do something amazing and incredible with her before she ages out. Right. And, um, you know, so that was a whole thing about, you know, me not, not being able to go on these dream hunts. Like I would love to go with Chrissy Titus elk hunting. Are you kidding? Like that would be the time of my life, but I keep, I keep telling her like, I want to come out there and I want to see you and, and I love her videos and what she's doing and how she has perfect makeup through all this. I'll never understand. Yeah. We need to know but these secrets. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. But if I do that, I'm taking away from my dogs and mm-hmm. these tournaments and all the things that I love and I just have not been able to do it. And so I'm like, Oh, one day it's all going to happen where I'm bird dogging somewhere close and it I just, can do it all at one time. Yeah. You know, But if you think about it, if you think about it, if we stretch ourselves too thin and you hear this all the time, if you stretch yourself too thin over way too many things, then you're half-assing it, right? You you can't put your full self into it. And I would rather, I would rather challenge myself in something new each year, but stick with, and because there's always something I've got to learn with what I know. Yeah, it's always never learn everything that is no, no. You know, I mean, every dog is different, and and every scenario is different, and every um, place that we end up running tournaments, it's all different. Like everything changes, and then I've got the accountability of Tater. Like (laughs) she ran nationals this year, so she's already got the taste of it, and she beat some boys at six years old with her dog who was only two. Yep. So it was like you know. I just, I try not to tempt myself or make myself feel guilty that I don't have those experiences right. because I do love where I am and, and I'm okay with that, you mm-hmm. know, but at the same time, like, you know, you see everybody else's pictures and hear everybody's stories and they're having so much fun at deer camp and all this stuff. And I'm sitting over there with all the boys. Right. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> but if you think about it, there's, there's. I have to stop and I have to ask myself, why would I do that? 
And if the answer is a good enough one, if the answer is strong enough, if my passion behind it is strong enough, then sure, go for it. If my passion behind it is because it will look better or it will make me more, more rounded and I can reach more people or, well, that's not the right answer because that's not real. That's not honest. I, I'm an East Coaster, right? I am a Tennessean who has flat plains on one side, all farmland, and then the Appalachian Mountains on the other side. If I get to Colorado and I get to hunt, that's going to be amazing. It will be awesome. If I get to oh Canada. Gosh, and then you don't want to come home. And then I won't want to come home. I'm like, I don't want to ruin a good thing Why that I've got. Like, like where we live is the worst place it's so true you know and i get out there and i'm like there's a whole big wide world out there it's true in the worst place when i have to drop everywhere i mean it takes me two and a half hours just to get across the state to hit 75 so i can leave the state yeah no it's totally true but i'm grateful i'm grateful for being able to slowly enter the hunting community as a hunter not as an Instagram person, not as a podcaster, not as, but as a hunter. I was grateful to be able to start on private land to start learning and feel comfortable and safe and knowing where I was as a solo hunter. And then this year, jumping into public land was not planned for. It was not what I had prepped for all see all in the off season, but to be thrown in it was uncomfortable but great. And I think that it has created more of a mindset of where I wanted to be versus a growth in what I've been hunting. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm grateful for where we are. Is a a great thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there are so many dreams. God, I'm I'm 40 in August, so I've got plenty more years to enjoy what is coming at me, and uh, it'll be fun to see the relationships that that come in the next couple of years. It'll be fun for sure, man. Absolutely, man. Okay, I wanted to talk to you because we talked a little bit about this. Before we pressed record, we kept saying we got to press record. Let's we should have pressed record. Um, We talked and I know that we've talked about Robbie and Blood Origins, which can't say much more about that without like tears coming down my face. Um, (laughs) But we also talked a little bit about uh, like you touched a little bit in here about not having like other female mentors. Um, And we've talked about you have to drive to have these, uh, these hunts with each other. You've got to, but what I want, I guess, to kind of touch on, or I don't, it's not bragging, it's excitement. It's, it's showing the passion because you can't just, you know, Hey Joe across the street. Hey Joe, let's, let's go hunt. Let's go you know, pack up and go to the hunt camp. Like, I don't have that. I have to purposefully and intentionally seek out people, research people, look for somebody that that I can go hunting with. And 
I think that that shows such determination in the women's world, right? In the female community of hunters, uh, whether you're a bird hunter or a fisherman or like whatever you're hunting, I think it just shows that determination and that passion. And I think it goes back to how competitive we can be. <laughs> I'm grateful for the competitiveness that's in my heart. I, I hear it in your voice. I hear it in your daughter's stories. Like I hear it. And without that competitive bug that I have inside of me, I don't know where I'd be today. It, and I don't yeah, know if that's the same be. for you. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, um, I played ball growing up mm-hmm. and so, you know, but my family was so competitive, you know, yeah. I mean, here my grandpa's challenging my grandmother. Oh, heck yeah. You know, what in the world? So, um, you know, he was lucky she made him dinner mm-hmm. after that. You know, I'll have to ask her about that. You will. I'd like to hear about what her answer is. (laughs) So you're having peanut butter and jelly for dinner tonight. Go make it yourself. Hey, you know, that just, that's just another layer to the things that bond us all. Is that from competition that we never settle. Yeah. And, um, you know, within the hunting industry, especially, you know, when you find that group of women where you push each other to be your best. Yes. You know, in life and in the hunting world, mm-hmm. like that's a forever friend. It so, really is. Yeah. Yeah. That so, it's it's yeah. that, but it's the I think we also have to be very careful. And I think that it's a double edged sword, right? It's it's good because there's there are these women that encourage and push and the competitiveness is good and it's organic and it's kind and it's lifting each other up. But you never know if you're going to get, I don't know, a snarky response, if you're going to get stabbed in the back, if you're going to, like, you really don't know. And that's so small. (laughs) Do what? My circle's so small. It's kind of predictable. I will say, like, this past year when I went to nationals, I had had such huge dreams of of running the BDC mm-hmm. and if Mike hadn't have pushed me to run Winnie and the ladies, I, I wouldn't have done it this year. You know, yeah. I mean, it really, like all the credit goes to him for putting me out there. I mean, not that I didn't put my own efforts in to prepare, but um, it's just so far away from home and getting involved in that organization, knowing they have nothing in the South except for one tournament in Virginia was kind of heartbreaking, you yeah. know? Yeah. But um, when I got to Kansas and I met all these women that, you know, I knew who they were, either their husbands had been on bird dog wars or like somehow we had connected on social media, but we hadn't met in person. Like I never met such a supportive group of women. And these women were older. You know, I mean, they were, you know, in their 50s and bird dogging. Like every weekend, they, take it just as serious as their husbands and they're running multiple dogs. And, um, it was, it was so encouraging for me. And I was just as appreciative to them as they were like, for me coming out there and and running dogs with them for the first time. And yeah, I mean, I just can't wait to see them again. Yep. I don't know. I think I hit my thirties and I didn't really, look back. I think I hit 30s and that confidence went from, well, I don't need to please anybody. I don't need other people's approval. I just don't care. I don't care. (laughs) 
Oh, he finally realized like you only get one life. Yes. And so I maximize every single day and I do crazy things every single day and I will start sharing more about that. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like I love my life and, mm-hmm. um, and so that's probably the biggest thing is like not everybody's going to be a bird dogger and not everybody wants to have dog hair all over their house and <laughs> you know, stocking shelves in every pocket of their door and their truck and everything like I kind of look like a hot mess rolling up, but I just, I just live it up. Like yeah. I, I, I just was so grateful to have found this lifestyle and know that this is exactly where I need to be. And, um, you know, I was in sporting class for a while and did competition shooting and those people were so wonderful and so kind, but there was just something about the bird dog and people and that it was just such a special group. And so when you find your people, you find your purpose. Oh yeah. And, and there was just no turning back. So yeah. I just feel like every single year I just take a deeper step in the deep end of the pool because I kind of jumped in that way. Um, and it just makes me even more addictive. Yeah. So yeah, that, that competition and that competitiveness that was ingrained in me as a child is still there, but it's really a personable thing. Like I set personal goals. Yes. And I'm competing against myself. Yes. I want my goal to be a certain place. And that's all on me. You know, I want my kennel reputation to be at a certain place. That's all on me. And um shooting practice, raising my kids, you know, Hallie Joe's involvement. You know, I want her to maximize this life that I found now that she's at an age to enjoy it before like we ever have to think that it's over right you know? and so going through this I think that's been my biggest thing is like not only what if something happened to me before I was ready to go <laughs> you know right and then she she didn't have those experiences but what if what if it's out of our control and we don't get to make that decision mm. like I just don't want to waste time nope nope I'm with you on that one there's there hindsight's 2020 and I don't ever want to look back and say i I missed an opportunity right there. And it doesn't mean that we are going 90 to nothing all the time. Rest is a part of that, right? But tell me what that's like. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, rest is not necessarily sitting on the couch doing nothing, watching television, but rest is resting in the fact of knowing where you are and knowing what you are doing is a part of your passion and resting in the fact that at this point in time, I don't need anything more. I don't need, I have everything I need right here in order to push myself where I, where I want to go. Uh, is oh, there always God. room for growth? Yes. Is there but, always room for getting better? Yes. Is there, but can I rest in the fact that I have all of the tools within myself to do it and then just do it? That That is where I find rest and contentment and joy. And I love that part of it. I do too. Yeah. I do too. And that was the whole thing is like people, people just think that I'm crazy because I just drive around with dogs <laughs> all the time. You know, and show up at, I don't know, just around town and my dog walks in and there was like, well, you know, how did you want to bring this one? And then they all looked at me and nobody wanted to stay home. So it's like, <laughs> you can't say no to them. Men are always in the back seat. My 90 pounder and my 40 pounder, like they're always in the back seat. If yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, we just let it, eat it, breathe it. And I don't know, like sometimes I'm thinking, man, I should pace myself. What about burnout? And I'm Mm. like, I don't know. 
No. I don't know. I'll worry about that one day. Well, your I grandmother mean, hasn't burned out, so, I mean. Granny <laughs> hasn't burned out. No. Oh, my God. I need to do, I'm, I've got to get on a, a live video with Granny, man. That would be so fun. It would be awesome. I, there's something about uh, generational, uh, I don't know, handing the baton off, but I people say that all the time, I'm handing the baton off, but to be able to walk alongside of each other. Oh, in the yeah. same path and i man that generation we my- had a huge family party over the weekend for graduation and granny was there and she she just went around and she says it's so weird that people are calling me jc's great grandmother you know like <laughs> just call me granny four years old you know and she's <laughs> i just don't feel like i should be somebody's Mm-mm. great grandmother <laughs> nope Nope. It's so fun to have have the, her perspective and yeah. groundedness yeah. and her joy. Yeah. I'm like, she doesn't worry about much at all. And that woman is going to do what she wants when she wants to do it. And it is just so much fun because she does it with this huge smile on her face. And I don't, I'm, it, it is really fun. So I'm inspired a lot by her. Yeah. Um, you know, my grandparents' house was open to everyone. Yeah. I remember when I turned 16, I got a one of the coolest extended cab pickup trucks, the Toyotas. Like, now it is the essential bear hunting truck. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know? Um, but that was what I drove. And I'm, I'll never forget, I went straight to my grandparents' house, and I put my granny in the back. So she had to sit in that little bitty dump seat, you know, when we went to town. <laughs> all the time. Me and my friends are always at my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like everything that I'm doing is extremely similar to the life that I appreciated at their house. Right. So it was, like, all about the outdoors, and there was guns propped up in the corner of the house. You know, I mean, it was just, like, normal life. And everybody embraced it and they included all of my friends. And so I'm really doing that for my girls. And now that Jason's going off to college, I'm like, man, I hope these kids that stick around close to home still come around because I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah. You know? I mean, these boys, we've been hog hunting at night and, um, just, they come and help me like load up my dog trailer or like right. my dog box in my truck and all like all these different things. Like, what am I going to do without these kids? <laughs> no, they'll still come around. That's We've always had an open door policy. Our door is a revolving door. It's been a little bit quiet as of recent times, but hopefully it's going to start opening back up again. And, and I fully agree. Like my, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my grandfather, they might have done – my grandfather did s- small game hunting – uh, rabbits, squirrels, things like that, but it's their heart behind it. I, do you know the Florabama bar? Have you ever been down there? No. Okay. This is a story. My poor, my nana is going to kill me. <laughs> but Florabama, the the border between Florida and Alabama. So my all of my family's from Alabama, whether it was from Fairhope or Anniston right there around Birmingham. Uh, so we'd always go to the Gulf. So we have the Florabama bar, which I have only been in a handful of times, but my great grandmother was in her 90s and my grandmother was in her 70s. And the Florabama bar is famous for all, and this is, sounds horrible, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Women would leave their bras there, right? 
So you go to the Floribama bar and there are bras everywhere. And this place has been washed away by hurricanes over and over and over. And they just keep rebuilding this shack. So my great grandmother and my grandmother go in their 90s and 70s and they take their bras off (laughs) at the bar and give their bras to the bar. I was like, that is the quintessential like backing of who the women in my family are. They might not be hunters. They might be, you know, an accountant and like clerical, like they are women who live into their nineties and still wear their freaking pantyhose until the day they die. Right. They are strong minded, confident women whose doors were always open to anybody. And I think that that is what I love to bring into the hunting community is a door that's always open, an ear that's always open to listen and maybe be a little bit short to respond and wait to hear all of what the question is so that I can answer it kindly or find somebody else who can answer that for them. And uh, I don't know, we, we bring that generation of people with us and hopefully carry it on so that we can be better people toward others. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is such a welcoming industry. Yes. Especially with the bird dogs and the hunt testing. And, um, you know, the lab crowd is different than the short hair crowd. (laughs) um, I mean, I have just loved all of it equally. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not this is the upland world is going to be for everybody. But I do believe like when you find your place, it just changes everything in your life. the, the bad things that used to weigh you down, like they're not even a priority anymore because you found your outlet, you found your priority and, you know, you just build your life around it. Yeah. And that's what I did even before I realized I did that. And then I was so, I was so grateful for that realization to know that like this was my life for forever. Good. I'm grateful for that. Whenever people tell me that I have found where I found joy in my life, I'm like, let me just jump up and down and like set off fireworks and be excited for you because not a whole lot of people get to sit back and say that to say, I'm so happy with where I am. Is it easy? No, but it's, it is, it feels good. I know. And sometimes I feel so giddy. I get on my own nerves. <laughs> Imagine the people around me, but, um, yeah, I, when you overcome things that you just, you step yeah. back and you're in awe of yourself. Yes. You know, you put yourself in situations and you're just so proud, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's just a, a place to reside in. And so I just encourage everybody to find that, that place for them Yeah, because you only get one life and there's mm-hmm. no reason to waste it. Yeah, it's true. It's very, very true. Okay. So we're going to be watching you this year in, in some of these goals that you've set because they're pretty lofty goals. Like you set some pretty (laughs) high ones for yourself this year. (laughs) It's just all in a day's work, right? Well, I'm builders now, um, remodel the farmhouse. The Mm -hmm. the kennels already been started. Um, it's a slow go because I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to work that space until I'm living there full time. Right. 
but yeah so and then with with the the bird dogging and and hunt tournaments like it's a little hot right now to be preparing for it so now it's all talk <laughs> you know i mean i i did train for two weeks in in wisconsin i just i've only been home for like a week yeah and so i was in you know the dogs that were in training there and then i had mine and they had perfect weather it was really really hard to come home to this humidity where, where you sweat everything off <laughs> yeah, I mean, you walk outside like there's no drinking coffee in the no. No, it, not even at 6 a.m. No, you get so, your sweet tea, your your iced tea yeah, out on the porch. <laughs> I walk out and my sunglasses fog up. I'm like, well, my gosh, I can't do anything with the dogs today. You nope. know, and so um, I'm hoping that, that that changes just a little bit. And at least we can, you know, do some morning exercise. Right. Uh, sessions and stuff. So I've still got birds, so I need to use them. But yeah, it's it's just exciting times and it's things that, None of these decisions were made overnight. You know, they've been in the works for years. It was just the right timing to jump in. So I, I know I'm prepared and it's not all going to work out the way that I put it on paper. But when I look back, it'll be the way that it should be. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm so excited for you and for Blood Origins putting us together. Praise Jesus. But Thank you, Robbie. We are grateful. I, I saw your video on on. Um, his Instagram page and I was like, I just feel like I know that girl. <laughs> kindred spirits, uh, kindred spirits. And I, he, he sung your praises and, uh, was, I was so grateful that he, he spoke your name out for somebody that was needed on the podcast first off. And so the more I looked into you and then you sent me a message and I was like, it's it just the stars aligned. Everything is supposed to be. And oh, I'm grateful great. for it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I'll be following you. You know that. And and making sure. Hey, you said something this morning. You woke up. Tempted to buy a gun. Oh, I didn't make it to town, but I woke up this morning. <laughs> I've just been so tempted to buy a gun. So I'm just going to find something that I just don't have that is completely out of my comfort zone and just try something else. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm supposed to be getting, I'm supposed to be going to a, a long distance rifle camp next year. So I'm, I'm about to get a new scope in the mail that I'm going to be able to, uh, to get zeroed out and and perfectly lined up so that it can work out for next year. But I I'm right there with you. It's just it's fun to try things out. We I really wish that we could have we might have to talk offline about this, but I'm looking for a shotgun as well. So we're gonna have to we'll have oh, to Oh yeah, that's gonna be a long conversation because yes. that is all about the fit. So I we know will it. We talk about that. We'll talk about that later. later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Anna. I appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Make sure you go follow Anna on all social media platforms, Anna V Outdoors. Let's keep up with her and what's going on this year with her and everything that she's got planned. Anna, I'm excited for you.